Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide for Monday, October 23rd. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, how Biden gambled and lost America's commercial crown jewel. Well, President Biden's decision to block Russia from using the SWIFT international trading system has been truly epic. It's a misstep of historic proportions going back half a century to SWIFT's founding. Now, the year was 1973, the year of the Yom Kippur War between Israel and its Arab neighbors, chiefly Egypt and Syria. The United States had supported Israel, providing arms and equipment, as well as technological support. This inflamed King Faisal of Saudi Arabia. At the time, the kingdom was supplying the U.S. with nearly 700,000 barrels of oil a day. It was a vital supply, as U.S. oil production had declined, and without that Saudi oil, supplies here in the States would run short. Faisal saw the oil weapon as his way to support his fellow Arabs. In October 73, the king, as the head of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, announced that the countries assembled would stop exporting oil to the United States and seven other countries, all of whom had supported Israel. As you can imagine, cutting off all OPEC oil caused major shortages here in the United States. Drivers lined up around the block just to get gasoline for their cars when and if it was available. Eventually, the country decided to split up the gas customers based on their license plate numbers. Odds filled up on odd days, evens on even. But even so, it was still a mess. So it fell to Secretary of State Henry Kissinger to meet King Faisal and see if some sort of an agreement could be reached. Talk about a weak hand. Kissinger was going up against one of the toughest negotiators in the world after supporting Faisal's bitter enemy, Israel. And what's worse, Faisal was a notorious anti-Semite, and Kissinger, of course, a Jew. In spite of the long odds, Kissinger was able to pull off one of the most significant diplomatic coups ever. In a multidimensional agreement, Kissinger first assured Faisal that the fighting would end, that the United States and the USSR, now Russia, would ensure that hostilities stop. Next, he was able to get Faisal to turn on the oil spigot. But here's the part that most people miss. Implicit in the agreement was that OPEC would be able to increase their oil price. But with a major twist. The oil would need to be priced in U.S. dollars, and those transactions placed through SWIFT, the international settlement system, which had just been formed. So at the end of the day, Faisal got peace, and a higher price for his oil, while Kissinger had just made America the world's bank, with oil priced in dollars and transactions going through the U.S.-centric SWIFT system. It was the beginning of the petrodollar, the origin of what would eventually become America's commercial crown jewel. The instrument for that commercial jewel is SWIFT, the system of international trade. And although SWIFT is headquartered in Belgium, It is solidly in the U.S. camp, with the vast majority of all transactions priced in the U.S. currency. As they say down on Wall Street, the king got price, while Kissinger got the terms, the financing. Throughout the next half century, 
this would be the single factor that would contribute to the American dominance in world trade and finance. Without the SWIFT system, it is doubtful that this country could have established the international trade we have today. Our ability to source consumer goods from Asia, oil from the Middle East, agricultural products from the Eastern Europeans, and the high-end machinery and finished goods from Europe all depended upon SWIFT. Without a reliable and convenient way to pay for offshore goods and services, America, the trading behemoth, would not exist. But as it turned out, Kissinger's agreement went far beyond just trade. It created America the banker. U.S. government securities became the convenient way for countries to hold their reserves between purchase and sales. Rather than transfer funds back and forth from the home country between those purchase and sales, why not just leave them on deposit with the U.S. or other SWIFT member banks? And by remaining in U.S. instruments, like T-bills, notes, and bonds, you would avoid any Forex risk. Foreign exchange risk is the risk of a change in value of one currency against another. Now, for the United States, this created a vast pool of funds that helped support our ever-growing need for capital. And SWIFT made it easy for countries to transfer their funds into U.S. Treasuries. As Ned Johnson, head of Fidelity Investment, used to say, the easier it is for people to withdraw funds, the more likely they are to invest with you. Now, Biden's gamble. In its 50-year history, SWIFT had grown to be the dominant exchange system in the world, with over 11,000 member banks, not counting the associated correspondent banks and brokers. Nearly 80% of all major transactions flowed through SWIFT in the years prior to the Ukraine war. But eventually, those numbers understate the influence of SWIFT. You see, SWIFT is a community of bankers and traders who have grown together in a tight-knit association. These bankers know and rely on each other to provide honest and trustworthy transactions. After time, the bankers from one group have learned those colleagues who they can count on, come what may. Now, finance is a world unto its own, and they take pride in rising above petty politics and the sometimes irrational acts of countries. Political feuds, petty grievances, and even wars do not interfere with the continued functioning of SWIFT. India and Pakistan exchange artillery. Taliban takes over Afghanistan. Somalia falls into civil war. It's all irrelevant to SWIFT. Transactions by any of those parties will always be honored. It's a source of pride that SWIFT will rise above the petty politics and maintain its status as the world's impartial, objective banker. But President Biden changed all that with his sanctions of Russian member banks. Biden insisted and was eventually able to get seven of the largest Russian banks expelled from SWIFT. Only one time before had SWIFT ever expelled any member, and that was during the Iranian Revolution, when Iran wasn't really using the service at all. It was just considered more of a symbolic gesture. But here was the United States using SWIFT as a political weapon 
the clearly stated objective of the president, along with the European Union members, was to cut Russia off from international finance, making it impossible for Russia to sell its oil and gas and agricultural products abroad. The objective of the collective West, principally the EU and USA, was to isolate Russia and separate them from the rest of the financial world. But the reality has been just the opposite. Instead, the Russian sanctions have infuriated many in the global South. Sanctions were seen as pernicious, unwarranted actions that went against the fundamental values of SWIFT. Suddenly, SWIFT was no longer the impartial, objective financial exchange that the world thought it was. It was now acting like a partisan, politically aimed way to harm a member country. Biden was directing SWIFT to violate basic international norms and conventions. Now, what we've seen in the months since has been nothing less than a full-scale global revolt. China took the wraps off their international transaction system, SIPs, that had been sitting idle for years, and the BRICS organization, representing the countries of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, suddenly came to life. Countries like Saudi Arabia and Iran were lining up to join BRICS. Rumors of a BRICS currency began to circulate. And just this past weekend, the Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Exchange began trading, putting the final nail in the petrodollar. And so America comes full circle. Half a century ago, a clever Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger, was able to pull us out of the fire. OPEC had cut off our much-needed oil, and America was looking at a very bleak future of reduced economic growth and progressively higher energy costs. Kissinger's bargain created the petrodollar, which would later evolve into the world's reserve currency, America's commercial crown jewel, the instrument that would allow this country to achieve the world's highest standard of living, trading around the globe to purchase the finest in goods and services at the best price. But Joe Biden put all that on the line when he announced to the world that the standard in international trading and commerce, SWIFT, would be subject to U.S. approval. No longer impartial and objective, SWIFT was to be the subject of American control. It was a pure power play, one that Biden lost. And with it, Biden lost America's commercial crown jewel, the U.S. dollar's status as the world's reserve currency. And that's the value side for Monday, October 23rd. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.